What's up, people? What's going on? A lot's going on. Yeah, we back. We back. Uh, we streaming the uh, the uh, Gensler chairman of the SEC uh, grilling. Yeah, he deserved to be fucking grilled. You know what? He deserved to be fi- he deserved to be fired. Straight up, he deserved to be fired. I don't give a fuck who don't like it. He's a he's a he's an incompetent, vindictive asshole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And all of you, all of you, all of you incompetent, vindictive assholes that have a problem with me calling him an incompetent, vindictive asshole. Well, you have a problem. You seem to have just, you, you just, a, you just a fucking problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just a fucking problem. So <laughs> I'm the wrong one to be thinking that I really concern myself with how you feel about how I speak about a fucking jackass. Yeah, because he's your friend or, you know, whatever whatever reasons <laughs> you have, you know, he's part of your community. So yeah, people, sorry. You know, let me tell you something. And I want you to hear this because I'm talking to you. Okay? Don't tell me what I what I know I don't know. You understand me? If you are around me, yeah, if you are around me or if you communicate with me and you think that I might be a little too much, then don't communicate with me. You know what I'm saying? Because we're not going to be, I'm not going to be thinking that you understand where I be coming from and you don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be thinking that you, you feel where I'm coming from and you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't play with me like that. You understand me? Don't fucking play with me like that. If you don't support me, then don't fucking be around me. You understand that? Yeah. You don't support me, don't fucking be around me. Good. One thing I don't play is people that don't support me. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I don't tolerate is people that don't support me. Yeah. You don't support me and you have whatever view of me. Well, you keep that with you and over there. Yeah, straight up. Because you ain't going to be around me pretending like you support me and you really don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I am not tolerating that in the least bit. In the least bit. Because ain't nobody going to come to you and tell you some stupid shit. And because you have this trepidation of support when it comes to me, you believe they dumb shit. But at the same time, you're going to pretend as though you, you support me. But at the same time, listening to they dumb shit about me. But at the same time, smiling in my face, pretending that you support me. It ain't going to fucking work like that. You or anybody else, it ain't going to work like that around me. I ain't going to tolerate that. So that means if I need to stay by my fucking self, yeah, I will do that. Or move around folks who understand where, I, where I'm coming from. Because you know why? Because they've been through shit. Yeah, because they fucking been through shit. That's why. 
Yeah, I'm gonna stay around those folks. But as far as you motherfuckers who wanna pretend like, you know, yeah, you you support me, but you know, I be man, fuck you. Yeah, straight up, straight up. Fuck out of here, man. That's the worst thing you could have is somebody pretending to understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Pretending to understand where you're coming from. That's the worst fucking thing. That's the worst feeling. Word up. Don't tell me about how I'm, 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 don't tell me nothing. But fuck, you acting like you, you haven't seen shit. You haven't fucking seen shit. Fuck out of here. Don't tolerate that shit. Yeah, I'm sorry, people. Sometimes, you know, you you know, folks really piss you off because at the end of the day, don't tell me I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about when you have seen many times that I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Fuck. That's what I tell you. Some of y'all are so imprinted with that fucking stupid deep state fucking mentality. It, it makes y'all a fucking turn off. Yeah, yeah, it makes y'all a fucking turn off. Because y'all can't figure out what's reality and what's, 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 what's stupidity. Yeah, and everything that we say, you figure it's stupidity. Yeah, until you understand it's reality. But guess what? It's too fucking late by the time you understand. Yeah, and while I'm wasting time trying to explain to you, well, fuck that. Let me explain. Listen, don't piss me off. You gonna be around me? You better act, you better, you better fucking support me. Yeah, straight up. Because ain't nobody gonna come to you and tell you some dumb shit and then you fucking undermine me behind my back because you feel that, you know, I'm being too conspiratorial and they telling you some dumb shit. Yeah, fuck out of here. You better act like you got some fucking sense. Anyway, back to this fucking asshole. Yeah, you gonna hear how much of a fucking asshole he is. Fuck out of here. Guys, Mrs. Wagner, Chairwoman of the Subcommittee of on Capital Markets, for one minute. I thank you, Mr. Chairman. Chair Gensler, it's been 18 months since you've appeared before this committee. My colleagues and I look forward to discussing your agency's overly aggressive. I mean, I think she might she might want to sound like she's uh, being uh, critical, but you're going to hear that she's going to slowly, you know, walk the line. Or walk the fence between critical and praise. ...agenda that is in fact rushing yeah. makings at a frenzied pace. Let's go, Likes of which we haven't seen since the response to the 08 financial crisis. However, your agenda is neither driven by congressional mandate, and let me underscore congressional mandate, nor a widespread market right, fair, right. failure like we saw in 08. In fact, it remains to be seen what actual deficiencies the Commission seeks to address with its 53 new regulations. Even when a very brief or half-baked cost-benefit analysis is provided, Damn. it fails to consider the aggregate regulatory burden on retail investors, small business, and capital markets. The bread. So basically what she's saying is, you know, he's creating all these regulations and uh, he's not considering how cumbersome and how cost, costly these regulations will, uh, uh, you know, be on, on these small businesses 
to implement them. You know what I'm saying? He's just basically shooting off at the mouth when it comes to regulations and, you know, without even thinking about how it affects the small businesses, they just need to freaking comply and, and, and do what the hell he says. But so far she's been uh, rough, but I, I, I just uh, I just think that she's going to be a little light. Bread and butter of the United States of America. Those dramatic changes you are proposing will cause death by a thousand cuts to U.S. capital formation. And I yield back. Chair now, Okay, so she gave that little, uh, that little, that little statement. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what that was. <laughs> it's it sounded like it was be like I said. She's sounding critical, but yet you know. It's not really, uh, it's not really a substantive, you know what I'm saying, critique. You know what I mean? All right. Recognize the ranking member of the subcommittee on capital markets, Mr. Sherman, for one minute. Great. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Thank you. For so, yeah, he's another one that's going to be kind of, kind of going to be on the fence. He don't want to make it seem like he's uh, kissing Gary Ginsler's ass, but he ain't going to be that critical either. Maybe another statement is going to come up. Yeah. Oh, he appreciates the work that Ginsler does. I could hear it. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Working hard. Locked in, Betty. Things done and fulfilling the mandate given to you by the 33 and 34 Securities Acts and bringing them up to date for the oh, is that century. Here's the mongoose Thank coin. Thank you for getting information that <laughs> investors coin. who care about the environment will want. Thank you for standing up to the crypto bro billionaires who where an area where the multi-billion dollar frauds are just the beginning of the societal harm. Investor protection. Thank you for, st uh, for standing up to the bro billionaires. Like, wh what the fuck is this guy talking about? You could tell he's a Ginsler ass kisser. Look, just, just like I told you. Thank you for what? Thank you for what? Huh? Thank you for what? He stood idly by while the fucking FTX, his, his friends... You know what I mean? Yeah, ruined the lives of over a million fucking people. I mean, they got the money back. Well, they got, well, I think like $8 billion or some shit like that back. You know what I mean? And I want to know, did they make the people whole? Yeah, did they make the people whole? Don't know. But uh, yeah, let's listen to this foolish man. He's 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 one of the jackasses that um this guy uh this woman here I even forgot her fucking name Maxine Waters yeah yeah he's one of the assholes that she's kissing him and that woman that just came on Wagner whatever her freaking name is yeah he's she's kissing his ass and she's kissing her ass so when she goes back into chambers or wherever the fuck she goes and she sees them you know they can give her a pat on the back for making herself look like a jackass. Yeah. Protection is not the antith antithesis to capital formation. It is the necessary antecedent. If we don't protect investors, capital will go to other markets. Um, the private placements cannot swallow the whole idea of companies being public. And the idea that 2,000 shareholders should become 2,000 shareholders of record through a phony math that allows companies to have perhaps 10,000 beneficial shareholders and not consider themselves public is something that needs to change. What the hell are you talking about?
Today we welcome the testimony of Gary Gens. Okay, so you hear them two, them two, like I said, <laughs> another statement pretending, well, he ain't pretend. He was just a straight up ass kisser. I don't know what he's thanking Ginsler for. Yeah. <laughs> ain't nothing that Ginsler could ain't nothing that Ginsler could be proud of sitting in that damn seat. But you know what? Don't listen to me. You you gonna hear you gonna hear some real senators ream his ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because he deserves to be reamed. You know, they they, they play this little protection game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they play this little fucking protection game with people like him, like you know what I mean? And everybody else is full throttle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, while, while he gets to play pussyfoot. No, fuck that. Let's hear some real grilling of his ass. Gensler, chair of the Securities Exchange Commissioner. Chair Gensler, we thank you for taking the time. All right, here. crypto bros, I know. Five minutes to give an oral presentation of your testimony. <laughs> Without objection, your written testimony will be made part of the record. Chair Gensler, Who's the baddie in the back right here? <laughs> Good morning. Thank you, Chair uh, McHenry, Ranking Member Waters. Members of the committee, thank you for inviting me to testify. As noted in my written testimony, my views are my own. Uh, walking into the Rayburn building, I could. His views are his own. That's alarming. Why? Because at the end of the day, you're the chairman of the SEC. The SEC is not your agency. Okay? Yeah, the SEC is not your personal agency. The SEC is a agency tasked with banking reg regulation you know what i'm saying yeah the sec is not gary ginsler tasked with banking regulation so that statement right there yeah says a lot but let's go couldn't help but stop by the statue of sam rayburn longest serving speaker of this great house his colleagues used to call him mr sam but you see as chair of the house committee Oh, he's saying that, oh, his dad was this long, what, he's trying to, he's trying to uh, let, let them know that uh, his family has been in, 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 uh, in, in, in politics for a very long time, and, and they, what, they should show him some respect? Yeah. Interstate and foreign commerce, he worked closely with President Roosevelt to establish the nation's first federal securities laws in 33 and 34. In fact, that 34 act was called the Fletcher-Rayburn Bill. Rayburn and Roosevelt were motivated by the lack of market integrity and disclosure. Of the oh, because your father helped Roosevelt, as you say. So that means what? You're, you're, this, you're this financial eagle that everybody needs to bow down to? Well, we'll see about that. Markets were ripe with fraud and manipulation, and they knew that market integrity and disclosure help protect investors, builds trust in our capital markets, and yes, lowers cost of capital for issuers. This foundational work has been part of our nation's economic success and global standing ever since, but we can't take it for granted. Congress built on Rayburn's work in the 70s, and again in the 90s, to mandate that our agency also... Hey, you know what's funny? I'm sure other people had better ideas, but uh, you know, this this Rayburn character really uh I guess uh like I said, knowing knowing how things operate now 
I guarantee you that somebody else had better ideas. You know what I'm saying? But to give this Rayburn guy uh, this sort of look next to Roosevelt, yeah, everybody else's ideas was pushed aside to make Rayburn look good. Let's just keep it real. Yeah, let's just keep it real. Let's go. Consider efficiency and competition as well as capital formation in formulating our rules. As amended, this led to our often stated three-part uh, mission around protecting investors, promoting fair, orderly, and efficient markets, and facilitating capital formation. In essence, it's about ensuring that our markets serve investors and issuers alike, but not the other way around. Investors and issuers don't serve the market. Get a little bit of laggy here. It's, it's about the issuers and investors. And much of our work is basically focused on the middle, the markets driving efficiency, integrity, and resiliency in the market. And with regard to efficiency and competition, we have multiple projects, including as further detailed in my written testimony around equity markets and private funds. As relates to integrity and disclosure, we also have multiple initiatives. The technology that I'm most, I think is most transformative in our time. I personally think that, uh, you know, he basically rode his father's reputation you know, all the way to chairman of the SEC without really, I guess, doing the work. You know what I'm saying? Because his father's reputation um, preceded him. You know what I'm saying? It's artificial intelligence. It's not crypto. As much as we're going to discuss with crypto. Can we not? Today, Can we not? And that's oh, why crypto. I think we've got to Bollocks, have what the some projects bomb. in that area around crypto. Cryptobolics, thank you so much. First of all, Gary Gensler just talking smack about, okay, what AI and crypto are not the same, so why put one above the other? Whatever. But thank you so much, Cryptobolics. God dang Robo advising and brokerage Jesus. apps and the conflicts that may be. It's been a while since I have a honey bomb. But as to crypto, which I know will come up, <laughs> honey simply put, investors in the crypto market should benefit from the compliance with the same laws that Rayburn and Roosevelt laid out. It's the law. Jeez. It's really Thanks not again, crypto choice. Box. As to disclosure, the SEC is designed by Rayburn and Roosevelt is merit neutral. Okay, I okay. So here's what Gensler is trying to do. I get it. I get it. Ah, uh, so Gary Gensler is trying to use his father's framework back in 1930, whatever. You know what I'm saying? To pretty much utilize that framework. As the foundation to regulate crypto markets, which is, I guess, a totally different industry. You know what I'm saying? That needs folks who understand the industry to upgrade Rayburn's regulations to suit today's time. So Gary Gensler is focused on keeping his father's framework as is you know what i'm saying yeah and crypto has to work within that framework his father's framework you know what i'm saying yeah so nobody is gonna change what his father did you know what i'm saying yeah nobody's gonna change that or undermine that in any way 
which is going to take away from the framework that his father created. So basically, <laughs> this is all about pushing the crypto markets within the framework of what his father created back in 1930-whatever. <laughs> Very interesting. And I guess it's going to take an act of God to change that framework. <laughs> Neutral. But we do have an important role with regard to ensuring for full, fair, and truthful disclosure about material risk. And thus, we have disclosure projects, including regarding climate risk, cyber risk, stock buybacks. And lastly, as to financial resiliency, lest we forget, risk in one corner of the market can spill out and hurt regular folks. Eight million Americans lost their jobs, millions. Huh. Okay, so, okay, so risk in the crypto market, right? That you, that, that, <laughs> the risk that you're talking about is the same risk that you fail to uh, acknowledge what's going on. That same risky behavior that you fail to acknowledge what's going on at FTX. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Families lost their homes, and yes, small businesses shuttered after the 08 crisis. Recent market events. Yeah, were just a lot of people lost when F FTX collapsed. That's why we have a number of projects. That you was watching. That you supposed to be watching. Excuse me. Funds and private funds. In summary, much of our work is about making the markets more efficient, more fair, more <coughs> resilient for the benefit of investors and issuers. We greatly benefit from public input and use it to make adjustments that staff and ultimately the commission think appropriate. Coincidentally, you know what's funny? L listening to his statement, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. The same person that wrote his statement wrote Maxine Waters' statement. My dad was also sometimes called Mr. Sam. My dad. Uh, first of his family born in this country. And he ran a small business, never went to college, small business, a vending machine business, and the bar owners would call him Mr. Sam. I think my dad, he was never a public figure. I, I, don't, I can't believe I'm saying in the same words, Sam Rayburn and Sam Gensler. But uh, uh, he was a big believer what is in going the on system. Here? The system of I'm democracy trying to figure that it out we too, have, bro. even things that we're going to go through today. Thank you, CryptoBlogs. I appreciate it, But bro. he was a believer that the American system could help him as a small business owner and as an investor, the little bits of money he put to the side. So I hope that both Mr. Sams uh, would think about the SEC's work to ensure that the markets serve investors and issuers alike. Okay, so I guess uh, Sam Rayburn is not his father. Not that the investors and issuers but he's making it sound like Sam Rayburn is his father. <laughs> but he's basically trying to protect Sam Rayburn's framework, basically. Thank you, Chair Gunther. I'll now recognize myself for five minutes. Um, he bought the Ether is one of the um, most popular digital assets in Talk to us, baby. Ethereum blockchain. Talk to us, baby. Uh, back in 2018, then SEC Corporation Finance Director Bill Henman uh, stated that he believed Ether was not a security. Uh, last month, CFTC Chair uh, Benham expressed his view that Ether is a commodity. Uh, 
the state attorney general of New York asserted in a court filing last month that Ether is a... Okay, so your boy is about to get hammered right now because there's many people in various parts of, uh, you know, in various agencies, you know, that uh, Democrats have control of Yeah, anyway, yeah, so in various agencies that Democrats have control of, different people are calling um, Ethereum, which is a uh, second largest cryptocurrency, different people are calling, some people are calling it securities, some people are calling it commodity, and, you know, you have... Uh, different folks and different agencies filing uh, 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 complaints or, or, or charges, you know, uh, calling Ethereum security in one charge, they call Ethereum commodity in another charge. At the end of the day, what is it? But you know what? He should be able to answer that because he's the SEC. He's the SEC chair. He spoke on Bitcoin. He called Bitcoin a commodity, I think. Uh, so let's hear this. Security. Clearly an asset cannot be both a commodity and a security. Exactly. Do you agree? Um, I, I it, actually all securities are commodity under the Commodity and Exchange Act. It's that we are excluded commodities, but I would agree that a security right. cannot be also okay. an excluded commodity and an included commodity. I'm sorry, Chair. Okay. Mr. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yes, we agree. Exchange. Why is he happy? Why is he happy? <laughs> Okay, so do you recognize, uh, how would you categorize Ether then? I think that the general sweep of what Congress did, not just in the 30s, but as amended... I'm asking you, sitting your 30s. chair now to make an assessment under the laws as exist, is Ether this is a commodity or a security? Without speaking to anyone... No, answer the question. You said you're not going to speak to facts. one, except you've spoken to one, Bitcoin. So I'm asking you to speak to a second one, the lar second largest market cap here. And speaking to the tokens, there's 10 to 12,000. If there's a group of entrepreneurs... We're not talking about I'm 10 to 12,000. The public is anticipating a profit based on the... I'm asking you a specific question, Chair Gensler. I said this in private. This should be no shock to you. I'm asking this question. Is, it an e is Ether a commodity? Or security. And again, it depends on the facts and the law. And if there's a group oh, of I'm asking you about the facts and the law sitting in your seat <laughs> and the judgment you are making. And so, uh, Mr. Chair, I think you, you would not want me to prejudge because I'm also. But you have prejudged on this. You've taken you've taken 50 enforcement actions. We're finding out as we go, as you file suit. Yes. We'll get well yes. on what is the security in your view. In your agency's view, I'm asking you a very simple question about the second largest digital asset. What is your view? And my view is, is if there's a group of individuals in the middle, middle that the public is in. All right. So let me just ask a second question. Do you think it serves the market for an object to be to be viewed by the commodities regulator as a commodity and the securities regulator to be viewed as a security? Do you think that provides uh, safety and soundness for, for, for the product? Do you think it provides consumer protection? Do you see, do you think it serves the value of innovation? I think no should be a very simple answer for you here. 
I think that uncertainty is bad, is it not? And I think that Congress has said that there's one agency, the Securities and Exchange Commission, under this committee. And you won't answer my question, exactly. and you're the head of that agency. Yeah. So give me a break. Come yeah. on. You're doing a lot of I'm answering around. it in the that shit, baby. You, you ain't you answering don't want nothing. Me to speak about any one set of facts and circumstance. What you spoke okay, already. So, but you've already spoken. Have you said anything about Bitcoin? <laughs> Hello. Uh, the, the, my predecessors and the agency itself has spoken to them. Okay, but you're not willing to do the same about either. I okay, so let me just step back. There's a lack of clarity here in the marketplace. Yeah, no Can shit. Can you at least agree to that? I think that the clarity is there. The law is clear. Right. Right. Hold, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. There's a lack of clarity in the market. Do you agree with that? He says no. Okay. So why can't you give us clarity on whether Ethereum is a security or a commodity? It's like it's like this guy is a walking contradiction. And the fact that he's an SEC chair and he's just contradicting himself like 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 contradiction is is is, is a trending characteristic or something. You know what I mean? Like what the f You gotta be kidding me. Let me, be, let me be explicit about this. The market doesn't see it. Your regulatory actions and the CFTC's regulatory actions say that there's a great deal of uncertainty here. It is the intention of this committee to fix that uncertainty and actually uh, provide a sound legal basis for this. So let me get into your rulemaking uh, process. So you promote, you've pro uh, proposed 53 rules in two years. Barry Joe White proposed 23. Jay Clayton proposed 26. Um, at the same time, your agency has consistently provided less comment period than, than either of those, uh, either of your predecessors. Jeez. Just as one example, when the SEC made significant changes to the U.S. equity markets in, in 2005 uh, for regulation M NMS, the commission broadly solicited public feedback, held numerous roundtables, issued white papers and concept releases. Fast forward to today. You've proposed four equity market structure proposals that would impact millions of retail investors, and you provided a mere 60 days of comments on 100 uh, on 1,600 pages of regulations. So let me ask you this: Do shorter comment periods and less public interaction improve rulemaking? No. Um, we actually put out the equity market structure rules had 105 days of comment from the time we voted it out through March 31st. But I think robust public input helps us greatly when we take comments on our rules. Our average has been about 70 plus days overall. But we also get comments. And I want to get into the cost benefit comment. analysis, but my, my time has expired. Uh, with that, I'll recognize the ranking member. Thank you very much, Mr. Gensler. I'd like to give you time uh, to give your. <coughs> Here's Waters, big Gary, big Gary lover, big Gary lover over here. Uh, answer. Uh, to big Mr. McHenry and explain to him exactly how you define uh, securities oh, good. and oh, good. Yes. commodities. Please go right ahead. Go ahead. So a, a security by Congress's will has about 30 plus terms, and one of those terms is an investment contract. Give me a second. I'm going to put the and crypto the bubbles. Supreme Court has addressed this multiple times over the years, and we as a commission have addressed this in, in the... Is this not going to work? It's probably not going to work. I don't know why I can't run like two programs at once. Chair mentioned, I think there's 130 or so actions yeah. we've taken. And it's basically, if 
the public is putting their hard-earned funds with entrepreneurs, promoters, and anticipating a profit. It's a four-part test. And, and it's really uh, a broad sweep. There was a Marshall said that Congress painted with a broad brush to protect the public. And the SEC is an agency you all set up years ago, is a disclosure-based agency. I'm still waiting for the answer. You notice, you're supposed to be explaining whether Ethereum is a security or a commodity. I mean, you, you were asked that um, by, by, by the senator. You danced around. And now this one here, who, who, she don't know that she put you on the hot seat. But, you know, she's so, she's so involved with kissing ass. She don't know when she's right or when she's wrong. You know what I mean? So now... They're gonna they're gonna really ream her because you she put him on the hot seat, so now he's trying to explain whether Bitcoin whether uh, Ethereum is a security or a commodity, but notice in his explanation he he hasn't mentioned Ethereum one time, which is kind of weird. But let's just listen. And uh, you know, being the SEC chair, he's supposed to know this. merit neutral but we're not neutral to full fair and truthful disclosure in crypto or elsewhere and that's really the core so it's is there a group of entrepreneurs in the middle that are working on that project promoting that project have a website that the public looks to do they have uh, twitter accounts and handles do they um, uh, upgrade the software and is the public sort of reading about them anticipating a profit based and in fact is there somebody that's even visiting you and they're hiring lawyers and sending them in to, you know, to talk to us and so forth? Is there is there something there that the public is anticipating a profit based upon those efforts? Thank you very much. Thank you for much. what? <laughs> Hold up. Thank you for what? Y'all heard her. You, you, Y'all heard her, right? Okay. She gave him the floor so she so he could explain whether Bitcoin, whether Ethereum is a security or a commodity. Did you hear him mention Ether one time? Did you hear him mention? Did you hear him say the words "I think Ethereum is a security" or "I think uh, Ethereum is a commodity" based on these uh, uh, factors? Not one time, but yet she's thanking him for what? Um, I thank you for allowing me to kiss your ass. Thank you, thank you so much. Chair Gensel, I'd like to ask a few questions about crypto. You often suggested that we're witnessing mass non-compliance with our securities laws by crypto firms. However, crypto firms often suggest that their coins and activities are different and need a new statutory framework. Yep. Do you agree? And does the... Of course, they, of course they, they, they are different and they need a new fr statutory framework. And just like I said, he seems to be wanting to... Uh, I guess squeeze crypto into the framework of uh, Sam Rayburn, who he's so fond of. I thought he was his father for a second, but I, you know, it's not his father. But he seems to be uh, bent on squeezing crypto into that framework, and he's willing to um, use whatever means he can to break down crypto. Or break apart crypto, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Basically. But let's let's continue. The SEC have the authorities it needs to bring crypto issuers and intermediaries into compliance with the investor protection and market integrity framework built over the past yeah so yeah all, all of that they forgot about sbf yeah all of that framework and this and that yeah that that wasn't in play during uh fb sbf's uh scamming yeah they didn't care about none of that during sbf scamming 90 years yes i do believe that we have the authorities we need and the laws uh, to protect <coughs> the investors would you say that one more time? Yes, I do believe that we have the laws and we have the authorities. No, we don't. We need new legislation. Intermediaries, the crypto exchange. She's just, you know, she is, and they got a lot of you chicks like her, you know. Yeah, you, a lot of you chicks, you know, are, are you know, under these people's asshole. You know what I'm saying? And you're just making yourself look stupid, I guess, for what? I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe, oh, oh, they're paying you to look stupid. Okay, I get it. I guess when, I guess when looking stupid is not so profitable anymore, you're going to understand. But yeah, let's hear y'all, auntie. Are you exercising that authority now? Uh, yes, we are. Would you describe for this committee how you're doing that? I understand that. You have engaged with a number of crypto firms. Is that correct? I mean, she's trying to make her time seem like it's worthwhile. Yeah, but at the end of the day, most of the people listening to her, you know, realize that she's a waste of time. Yeah, let's just keep it one. Let's just we're going to keep it 100. Yeah, we're going to keep it 100. You know, her fluffy way of 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 uh you know, moving through this hearing is 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 not it's not par for the course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, we have we talked to the crypto firms some tokens to how they can register, but also these platforms. I've been around finance for over forty years in one way or the other. I've never seen a field that's so non-compliant with laws written by Congress and and affirmed over and over by the courts but this is a largely uh unfortunate for the investor yeah um that's that's laws uh written for the traditional finance market okay this is uh the crypto market new industry new technology everything new so guess what crypto needs a new framework and not need and uh, don't need to be squeezed in to uh, the Rayburn framework. You know what I'm saying? Uh, pretty much created for traditional markets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, crypto markets need a new framework. They need to know. They need people who understand the crypto markets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Investing public, non-compliant. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to move on uh, to a question about deregulating 
capital markets. As you know, this committee cares about increasing access to capital, particularly for small businesses. I, for example, have worked with Chair McHenry to pass legislation on crowdfunding and other innovative ways for startups and small businesses to raise capital. These are targeted approaches to supporting business growth and creating jobs. Some on the committee suggest, however, that deregulation is needed. But I don't see how deregulating capital markets is good for small business, job creation, innovation, or economic growth. Uh, would you please um, explain whether or not you believe deregulation is needed? I think that we've benefited in this country uh, by the markets and that in small businesses can raise capital in a well-regulated market that protects against fraud and manipulation. And the reason small business benefits is because it lowers the risk in the markets when you can lower the amount of fraud and manipulation and you promote good transparency. Thank you very much. My time is almost up, but I just want you to reiterate whether or not you really have the authority to do what is listen, listen to her listen to her i mean <laughs> and the word is reiterate yeah <laughs> reiterate okay all right girl i mean listen um you know y'all can say what y'all want to say but you know seeing her blow kisses to Sam Bankman-Fried, let me know exactly where she stands and how she feels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it's a sad. It's it's sad to uh, basically watch her play herself and undermine the optics of uh, uh, black women out there, because basically. She's looking like a damn fool. Sorry. It is what it is. A fluffy conversation. It's necessary in dealing with the crypto markets. You said it twice. Say it a third time, please. Well, I think we do. We could use more resources, but I do think we... We have the she wants more. Yeah, it's like he, he <laughs> it's so bullshit. Like, yo, say it again, say it again so they can hear it. Say it again, say it again. Yeah, oh, so why didn't you exercise that authority with your friend, uh, Sam Bankman Freed and his fucking big, uh, uh, scam that he was running? Explain that, huh? Oh, she don't want to talk about that though. Yeah, yeah, that that's not that's not up for conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's not part of the conversation. Fuck out of here. Must say it again. He's like, you know, she's so up these folks' ass. It's like <laughs> she's ad libbing right. She's ad libbing right now. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they would like it if I say that. You know, I think I think they would like it. If I if I I have him, you know, really scream his authority, you know what I mean? Like, right. <coughs> Excuse me. Huh. 
that was a sneeze and a cheese. Like, jeez. More money. Uh, have you indicated what resources you need? Yeah, money. We have in, uh, <laughs> in congressional testimony to the, the House Appropriations Committee, and um, it's included in this testimony as well. Thank you very much. I yield back the balance of my time. We'll now recognize the gentleman from Arkansas, Mr. Hill, for five minutes, Vice Chair. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And Mr. Gensler, thank you for uh, coming to be with us today. I want to continue to follow up on uh, Chair McHenry's uh, questioning. Uh, I'll attempt to be more successful. In November 2021, the President's Working Group on Financial Markets released its report on stable coins, which recommended that Congress enact legislation to establish a federal prudential framework for stable coins. You remember that report? I, I do, sir. Is the SEC a member of the President's Working Group? Uh, we are, sir. All right. And do you believe that, uh, did you support that recommendation of the president's working group? I did. And do you think that uh, Congress has been uh, inactive on this topic? As best I know, Congress is engaged with the administration uh, uh, throughout the two years. So uh, you would call that active? Yeah. We're looking for that framework. Can you support us drafting a regulatory framework for statement stable coin payment stable coins if i could say when, when stable coins here we go here we go i think that it's important to ensure that there's safe the soundness there that's and good that in any, if this committee and congress were to address this through legislation to ensure that we don't undermine our hundred trillion dollar capital markets we don't inadvertently somehow undermine what money market funds operate in this country or how other parts of the financial markets um, lastly, that we don't undermine both the CFTC's and SEC's authorities to go after fraud and manipulation, because right now these stable coins are being used in the crypto ecosystem, and I think you really do Morning, want David. that cop in the beat, the SEC on the beat in the crypto ecosystem. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear you say that you support a regulatory framework, and I think those issues you raise have to be taken into account by the president's working group, and I think they have. I mean, I think those are addressed in their reports, and I think that's certainly the focus of, of hearings. And, and so I'm glad to hear, and I, I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth, that you do support Congress attempting to create a regulatory oh. framework for pay, payment statements. Coinbase to consider leaving if U.S. regulatory clarity doesn't emerge, CEO says. Oh, my God. That is breaking. Is that that is, that's a real story. I think so they got to get rid of Ginsburg. of not undermining the $100 trillion capital markets. And here's, my, here's my view. I think Gary Ginsler is intentionally, because you, know, you hear him talk about, you know, uh, oh, you know, we, we need to be focused on traditional markets and blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah, I understand that. That's, that's you know, that's that's the bread and butter of, of uh, uh, the country. Well, part of the bread and butter, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, uh, you know, new time, innovation, new technology. There's nothing wrong with new technology new innovation, new industry. You know what I'm saying? New technology, new innovation, new industry needs a new framework. It can't be squeezed into the Rayburn framework of how the markets 
are supposed to be regulated because those are traditional markets. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I think I think it's important that we 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 uh we note that stuff. Remember, I got you, I got your checklist. We well, we've got that. I was just gonna also in the recent uh, <laughs> events in the markets, uh, one of those stable coins actually had over three billion dollars at Silicon Valley Bank. Understand? So terrible decision by them. So terrible decision by Silicon Valley Bank. We've we've already had a hearing on that subject, and I know we'll have some more follow up on it. Uh, yeah, let me about ask you about the uh, consolidated audit trail, something that's plagued my existence for the eight years I've served in Congress. Uh, I've already on record not a supporter of the CAT. Has the SEC issued the final rule on the consolidated audit trail to the best of your knowledge? The, the rules are in place. We're still working on uh, parts related to uh, filings in front of us on funding and some amendments with regard to data security. Would it surprise you that some people in the brokerage community weren't aware that the cat is actually already being collected as of December 31st? And are you aware that that data is already being collected? We are actually, uh, as a regulatory agency, aware that it's being collected, uh, transaction data is being collected, and we benefit from that. Do you, are you concerned about the encryption of that data? That it's inadequate. I think, uh, as a government agency, we should always be focused on data security and and data uh, encryption is one of the pieces of, of data security. I'd like for you to respond to me about the, if you would, uh, respond in writing about the encryption of that and the protection of anything that would be considered uh, personally identifiable information. Uh, let me turn to a different subject, which is the Treasury market. Uh, we have a time right now where the Fed is shrinking its balance sheet and where there's an unprecedented amount of Treasury issue because of the avalanche in spending by the Biden administration. I mean, I, yeah, like I said, I really think that uh, Gensler and all his friends who don't like crypto are trying to just run crypto out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's what I think. Because, I mean... What, they don't want people to get a little extra money to, you know what I'm saying, have a little nice car, you know what I'm saying, just to just to feel apart, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 that's what he don't want. That's what he don't want. And I feel that he's using his position to pretty much drive crypto out of the United States, which is not good. And he shouldn't be allowed to do so. But I guess... Um, you know, that's the way Democrats operate. They use their positions to undermine shit. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's working. He's working in the ideology. Uh, is the SEC a member of the interagency working group on the Treasury market? Uh, yes, we are, sir. And yet you have this proposal, as I read it, that would say that people who are buyers of Treasuries could somehow be swept up and become dealers. Uh, why are you proposing that someone who might be a McHenry's trending right now? Let's go, McHenry! Dealer, I mean, a, a, a an investor in Treasury suddenly become a dealer. It's really under a law Congress passed in the 1980s after a lot of problems in the Treasury markets, but it's focused on uh, parties that are facilitating buying and selling Treasuries uh, and making markets in those Treasuries in the markets to get them registered. Uh, whether they be high-frequency traders or others that are active in the market. My time's expired. We'll have to continue this conversation offline. Thank you, Mr. Chairman.
The gentlewoman from New York, Ms. Uh, Mrs. Velasquez, is now recognized for five minutes. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I, like many people, was outraged by the reports that Silicon Valley and Signature Bank executives were receiving significant bonuses while simultaneously running their banks into the... Imagine, Chairman Velasquez is, is, is you know, is, is really... Um, you know, representing her position, you know what I'm saying? You, Maxine Waters, you let these people make you look like a damn fool. But go ahead. Brown. Since becoming chair, can you briefly explain the actions you have taken to address executive compensation issues amongst publicly traded institutions? I, I thank you. I, I'm proud that we were able to um, complete two mandates from Congress in this area. One was with regard to executive compensation needs to be clawed back if it's built upon erroneous financials. And number two, disclosure of paid for performance. And then also we took up something around how insiders uh, uh, s sell their stock and how they do this on plans. And that, this was one of the proposals that we adopted last December as well. Uh, unanimously, it's about insiders selling their stock. So in line um, with that response, uh, as you know, Section 956 of Dodd-Frank requires the SEC and several other agencies to write rules to ban incentive-based executive compensation that encourages inappropriate risk-taking. It has been almost 12 years, 12 since we passed Dodd-Frank and the SEC, like other required agencies, still hasn't finalized this rule. So what step has the SEC taken under you? So this is, this, is, uh, this is going back to what that foolish woman Maxine Waters said. Um, 12 years, okay? Trump was only in office for four years, okay? 12 years they passed Dodd-Frank laws, you know what I'm saying, uh, limiting executive compensation based on uh, risk-taking. So if you're so if you acting all risky with people's money, your compensation ain't going to be what it or what you want it to be, you know what I'm saying? Because these rules here in Dodd-Frank basically state that because you've been so freaking risky with people's money, your compensation has to be limited. But guess what? That hasn't been happening. That hasn't been happening. Motherfuckers are risky like crazy, and they still get their big bonuses at the end of the year. You know why? Because Gary Gensler does nothing about it. So when this foolish woman, Maxine Waters, uh, talk about how, oh, Trump pulled back regular... Either she don't know what she's talking about, or the person who's informing her want to make her look like she don't know what she's talking about. Straight up. Your leadership to finalize this important rule. We, we have uh, initiated uh, discussions with the other five agencies. We have to work with the bank regulators and the Federal Home uh, FHFA uh, to do this. Um, but I, I'm committed to, to get this 
So basically, he didn't do nothing. We have to do it in coordination with Yeah, he's saying that, oh, we... Um, when? Another 12 years? Yeah. No, uh, it's been 12 years, sir. right. I came into this job uh, two years ago. There were eight mandates from Congress that had not yet been done out of Dodd-Frank. We've completed a number of those, and I'm committed to complete this along with the five, uh, the four bank rate agencies and the one uh, uh, FHFA. Go for grub up. He reported that Greg Becker, the disgraced CEO of Silicon Valley Bank, sold 3.5 million yeah, of Silicon stock less than two weeks before the bank's collapse. Exactly. Raising questions about whether he ran a fall of insider trading laws. What actions has the SEC taken? To investigate stock nothing, that's our buddy. Nothing. That's by our bank buddy. executives leading up to the bank's collapse. Nothing. That's our buddy. If, if it's a coincidence. Step away from anyone, uh... If if he can step away from anyone, okay. Notice when he gets put in a corner in regards to his buddies uh, engaging in insider trading because this is something that he's supposed to be monitoring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now uh, uh, Velasquez has laid out insider trading that his buddies did so what what has he done to address his buddies engaging in insider trading no he wants to step away from any one example this fucking guy yeah you know why he wants to step away from that one example huh don't worry y'all keep playing with me uh circumstances say it's against the law to trade on material non-public information that's whether you're at a company whether you're in just a private citizen uh that that's against the law and we take that uh very seriously so what has you done coincidence (laughs) what action has the sec taken taken under your leadership to address insider trading generally well over the course of the last two years we've brought over 1500 law you know it's funny yeah, okay, you brought these lawsuits, but it, it 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 sounds good. But when you when you when you dive into the uh the nuts and bolts and you know you 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 you, you or you get to the meat of it, it it's not really much. You know what I'm saying? He's just saying that because it sounds good. Enforcement actions and we could get back to you and, and give you a list of those related to insider trading, but uh yeah, so he's, yeah, like I said, it sounds good. Oh, 1,500 actions, but related to insider trading, I'm not too sure. Uh, I would have to get back to you on that. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So motherfucker's been insider trading all that time, and uh, he just been watching them. Why? Because that's his buddies, that's why. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So by him going after Coinbase and Binance... Basically, he's he's playing retaliatory uh, regulator, you know what I'm saying? Because his buddy, family member, damn near, Sam Bankman fraud, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So basically, he's trying to undermine Coinbase and Binance because, I don't know, did Sam, did Sam ask them for money? And they was like, uh, sir, you need to show us some stuff. No, I ain't showing you. Well, you ain't getting no money. 
anyway, this is the this is realness about things podcast where we continue to show some love and speak some truth and provide perspective out here. So subscribe, tell a friend, a friend, and another friend. We spitting that fire out here and uh, stay smooth out there. Maintain resilience and don't stop being kind because kindness is wellness. And that's what we all trying to be. And at the end of the day, it's always love, truth, and power. That's what we know. That's how we grow. And you better believe. That's what it is, yo. Part three is coming up.